Listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon. Seven, Seven. Studios. Studios. So I'm reading this from Entertainment Tonight. New details surrounding the death of Stephen Twitch boss have come to light. E.T. learned that Boss left a note behind indicating he couldn't go on anymore. Specifics about the content of the letter will not be given, which I think is great. When you have a loss like this, there there needs to be some level of privacy for the family. As previously reported, the Ellen DeGeneres show producer and DJ died due to a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head last week. He was 40. A spokesperson for the Los Angeles Medical Examiner Coroner previously told ET that the autopsy was performed last Wednesday and toxicology is pending. Boss was found dead inside of a motel room last Tuesday. ET confirmed that he checked into the Oak Tree Inn in Encino, California, which was less than a mile from his home. When he didn't check out at 11 a.m. the following morning, housekeeping and management knocked on his door repeatedly. When there was no answer, Management opened the door and saw the body on the floor and immediately called police. This is just a terrible story, and and I really get a little squeamish and, and get a little triggered. And I just, I really, I don't like talking about these type of things, but it's so important. The face of depression isn't always who you think the face of depression is. I told a story a couple of weeks ago about living in Seattle and just happened to be walking home from work and to be a part of a group of people that tackled a man that was trying to jump on I-5 into oncoming traffic. Because I lived in downtown Seattle, I lived on an overpass, and I could literally hear the trucks and stuff. Uh, you know, I was in a studio apartment in, in Seattle and you're right on the overpass for I-5. And I saw a man in a, in a group of us just happened to be walking, a bunch of strangers, but just walking. And this man was trying to jump onto I-5 and end his own life. And, and we tackled him and, and pulled him down. This man was homeless. This man was obviously on drugs. Because of Instagram and because of Facebook and because of LinkedIn, people can portray themselves however they wish to portray themselves. You don't necessarily have to know what's going on truly in someone's mind. People portray, especially during the holiday season, people are taking pictures with the ugly sweaters. People are taking pictures with their spouse, their partner, their family, their loved ones. Some some people, like me, prefer to go south for the holiday season. If I could get to the Caribbean or Jamaica or Hawaii, I'd much rather be there than, than, than fighting it out in Cashville where it's going to be I believe it's going to be 11 degrees tomorrow night and snow a little bit later in the week. People can can portray whatever they want to portray. 
So you see someone, they're, they're in Turks and Caicos, and it looks like everything's fine. You see someone, they're living a, a great life on the surface, and people are smiling, and everything seems to be good. But you just really never know. You know, Anthony Bondurain committed suicide. Kate Spade committed suicide. Anthony Bondurain, like Dave Chappelle said, his job was to go to Europe, ride in, in beautiful cars, stay in the nicest places globally, and eat at five-star restaurants. Kate Spade, a, a, a fashion mogul. Robin Williams, there are people that have ended their own life that are going through so much and you have no idea what they're going through. And I've learned, I've talked about this on the show, but I've learned about grief and losing my mother was such a life changing experience for me. Now I've said on the, on the show more than once, I lost my mother and my grandfather in the same week. Those were the two closest people to me in the world. And I lost them both. I was expecting to lose my grandfather because he was 96, but wasn't expecting to lose my mother. My mother died of COVID. She deteriorated very quickly. She was on a ventilator for a month. I happened to be out of town when she first got sick. I had a chance to see her one more time where I could talk to her one last time before she went on a ventilator. And we thought she was showing signs of improvement. And she just deteriorated. And I never talked to my mother again. There was no movie script where she said, son, I love you. Do these things. Make me proud. I never talked to my mother again. She was gone. I watched her on a ventilator for a month. And when you're on a ventilator for a month, you're not the same person that you were before you were on that ventilator. I watched them pump some type of crude paste into my mother for sustenance as I cried. And after the doctors finally said, look, we're sorry, there's nothing more we can do. And we had to take my mother off of life support. And, and when my mother passed away, I was able to, to find the strength to, to work with my father and my grandmother and my uncles and my family to, to bury my mother, to put a service together. I was able to, to suck it up, to help put this service together, to go down to the funeral home and, and take care of all of the things that I need to take care of. But after my mother's funeral, I spent about three weeks just laying in bed, crying, eating, not leaving the house, taking a shower every six, seven, eight days. I literally go down to Paragon 7 Studios at one in the morning Paragon, and take my show because seven, I didn't want to go down there studios, and offend studios. anybody with my body odor. I was so depressed. I was so distraught. I was so lost. And in many ways, I had given up on what life had to offer. Now, my religious beliefs, I don't believe in, I didn't really believe in harming myself. Not something that, that I considered, but I had given up. If God had just raptured me to heaven, I would have been cool with that. And there are people out here that are suffering with grief. There are people out here that are suffering with trauma from things that happened to them when they were younger, people that were molested, people that were physically and emotionally abused. We don't see those scars. There are people out here that have been sexually abused, that have been raped. There are people out here that have committed crimes. They've done harm to other people and nobody knows. 
and they carry that grief and they carry that guilt. There are people out here that are suffering with chronic pain. I remember watching a docuseries about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, once again, a famous person, a leader, a pioneer in music, one of the most famous people in, in the world at the time when he committed suicide. Well, people in his family, they were talking about he suffered from uh, gastrointestinal problems. He was always nauseous. You look at Kurt Cobain and see that. You see the stringy hair. You see the grunge. You see the superstar. But imagine going through life feeling like you're going to vomit all the time. There are people that are going through stuff that we just don't know. And I think it's so important. I had a chance to be with one of, one of my guys, um, Dr. Myron Edmonds, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Talked about pornography. People are struggling with vices that they can't get off of. As part of the mental health panorama. And I was on his podcast, the Get Your Shift Together podcast. And he had a he had a a mental health specialist and, and was talking for the signs of deterioration, people that are really struggling. During during the holiday season, check on check on the people that you love. Especially if you know someone's gone through some trauma, gone through the ordeal of losing a loved one, going through a health crisis. Check on the people that you love. Sometimes just shooting someone a text saying that, hey, you know, happy holidays. I'm thinking about you, love you, praying for you. You don't know how important that can be because there are people out there that are dealing with loss, that are dealing with questions of, of what their future will be, what the future of their children will be, what the future of their family will be, the future of their health. And you see warning signs of isolation. You see warning signs of people not taking care of their appearance, not taking care of their health. People are acting reckless, people doing drugs, people drinking more, people driving fast. Those are signs that the individuals are, are really in a bad way. And I just implore people, be on the lookout for those signs. Stay tethered to one another because we really, we really don't know. Suicides depression spike during the holiday season. And uh, I just wanted to talk about that briefly. I'm not, I'm not a mental health counselor. I know that you do have the 988, the suicide and crisis lifeline. If, if you are listening to this and you're struggling and you're depressed and, and you're not sure of your future and you're really thinking about harming yourself, Hey, there's nothing wrong with talking about that. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you soft. It doesn't make you a loser. It doesn't make you a pansy. Especially um, my friends in the the black and Latinx communities, because our culture condemns getting help. I got to a point when I went through my depression, I had to get help. I hadn't showered in, in nine, 10 days, and I looked at myself, I looked at my body, I said, I've got to get some help. So I got up the next morning, I got dressed, I mean, I took a shower and got dressed. Grew myself, shaved, and I immediately drove myself to, to a counselor center down the street, and I started counseling. I spent six months in therapy, in grief counseling with a professional, and that, that helped me to move forward with my life. I always miss my mom. I always miss my, my, my grandfather. I'll never understand why, why they, particularly my mother, died in the timing you know, I'm literally sitting at my grandfather's funeral 
and slipping out to to go see my mother for visitation while she was on a ventilator. But getting professional counseling helped. And it was cathartic for me and, and I needed it. So if people that are out there, get get help. Keep a watchful eye on your loved ones. Because many of us know people and love people that, that are really struggling during this holiday season. Lance J Show. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. EpiSource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with a team of risk adjustment experts who deeply understand the complexities of every facet of healthcare. We partner with our health plan and healthcare clients to emphasize transparency and trust to truly become a valuable extension of their team at every step of the way, from outreach, medical record retrieval, coding, to final delivery. With the most significant health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, we aim to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For more information, go to www.episource.com and schedule a demonstration. And Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your sixth limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I spent many years as a quality healthcare executive focused on risk scores, clinical operations, and value-based care contracts. I had the corner office, the nice house, the pool, and all of the perks corporate America offers. But in 2020, as the pandemic had us all on lockdown, I decided to open up Paragon 7 Studios as a full-service consulting firm focused on healthcare media. Our critically acclaimed daily HealthCast series features many of the brightest minds in the industry. Due to increased demand, we are actually expanding into executive production of short films and documentaries for our clients. Find us on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about hourly rates. That's Paragon 7 Studios. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile. The leader in 5G. James Lewis. The simple words just don't move me. You're minor, we're major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. Your crew is featherweight. My good shots will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is old. And when the days get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Another young and deceased, another story is told. It ain't nothing really. And yo, thug sparked a Philly. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo squad. And meanwhile, back in Queens, the realness, the foundation. If I die, I think I'd use a better location. When the slugs penetrate, feel a burning sensation Getting closer to God in a tight situation now You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network